Blog Talk Radio. afternoon and good evening my fellow liberty lovers wherever you are tuning in from and whenever you're tuning in so those of you tuning in i am amber s bringing you a vision of what living a life of freedom can look like physically mentally emotionally and spiritually and in everyday life here on the living with freedom show on freedomizer radio this show is brought to you by living with freedom ministries and unincorporated Private Ministerial Association, where I, as the director, help people discover and fulfill their God-given purpose, specifically through the creation of their own private membership or private ministry association. So we might dig into that a little bit deeper today because it's going to deal a lot with what we're, you know, the, the mics that we're dropping today. But we will revisit that a little bit later. Um, before we get into the topic of the day, I want to first introduce the word of the day and the national holiday. So those of you tuning in, I am a bit of a nerd, and I also like to have a little bit of fun um, and get a little sassy sometimes. So my word of the day comes, all of the words of the day come from Black's Law Dictionary. And if you are someone who loves your who is fighting for your freedom, Black's Law Dictionary is a fantastic resource to have in your back pocket. No, there is no affiliation, no referral links or anything. If you want a hard copy of Black's Law Dictionary, you can go to Amazon or wherever you can buy it from. I will warn you, it's an expensive book. You can find it for free online as a PDF. Don't, don't like waste your money. You can do something more important like prepping with your money than get a hard copy of this book. What I love about Black's Law Dictionary, though, is it uses the definitions that the court systems are using when we're dealing with anything pertaining to law. So I am using the 1990 edition or version of Black's Law Dictionary, and the word of the day is abjuration, abjuration. I'll spell it for you. It's A, B as in boy, J, U, R, A, T as in Thomas, I, O, N, abjuration. And I'm also going to talk about the base word abjure um, as part of this. So we will touch on that. But the main definition of the word of the day is a renunciation or abandonment by or upon oath. The renunciation under oath of one's citizenship or some other right or privilege. Then it says, see also, abjure. So the definition of abjure is basically the same thing, just not quite as expanded. It's to renounce or abandon by or upon oath. Why is this important when we're talking about our freedoms and liberties? Whenever we are talking to someone in law enforcement, especially now that they are, um, you know, using their their cameras and things like that, which 
I'm for, and I also think can be an invasion of our privacy. But whenever we're talking with someone like that, we must realize that they're not going to be playing by the rules to protect our rights. They work for the government. And so when we um, choose not to speak until we, uh, or, you know, and choose not to answer questions until we speak to an attorney, um, you know, our Miranda rights or our Fifth Amendment pleading the fifth, we first need to know what our rights even are and what things we may or may not do that could incidentally renounce or abandon those rights. So whenever we're talking to someone in this perceived authority, when we're talking to somebody in court, we must realize that truly anything we say can and will be say or do can and will be used against us in the court of law. That means that we need to be really strategic about the words that we're using, um, the intention behind the words, claiming our authority to define the words that we use for now and forevermore, and that we and only we know the definition of the words that we're using. Those kinds of declarations take back our rights. And you can also declare, you know, a retention and a retaining of our rights, known and unknown. Because when we're doing things like that, it's creating this separation and that any violation of our rights is then something that we can turn around and, you know, seek retribution for, you know, seek a solution for remedying and, and fixing. So that's why I feel like today's word of the day is really interesting, especially with the topic of the day, which we will get to. But I just want you guys to know that we the people are the really, really the ones with the power. It's not a hierarchy where the government owns us, can control us, and that, that false hierarchy needs to shift. But the only way that we can shift the perceived hierarchy is to know our rights and know where our rights come from. Our rights do not come from man. Our rights do not come from government. Our rights are given to us by God, our creator. They are our natural rights. So sometimes you'll hear people talk about our God-given rights. Sometimes you'll also hear people talk about our natural rights. They're really one and the same. And they're rights granted to us at birth by our creator. Naturally. That's why they're called our natural rights. They are not given to us as privileges based on good behavior or good compliance. This is paramount to the topic we're going to be discussing today because as most of you realize happened over the last four years, our rights were taken away for a perceived sense of security and protection. That's not the government's role. It never has been. And it's never going to be, no matter how much they try to take that power. And they will try to take it because they've already taken it and we've let them. We need to stop. And the only way this can stop is to stop complying. Another definition that I should have pulled up, but I did not. I know it almost verbatim. So we're going to add a second um, unofficial word of the day. It's mandate. A mandate. 
mandate is not a law, and a mandate is only for those who work in government, who work for the public domain. It is not for the average citizen, okay? So I want you guys to know this. I want you guys to share this show today with all of your loved ones, for anyone who is in a position of working for someone else or being in public where they would need to know their rights and their liberties. I'm going to make a note because um, I want to make sure that I touch on the topic of um, public accommodation laws. So give me one second here. Public accommodation laws. Okay. So that's the word of the day. Abjuration and abjure as the base word. (laughs) Today's holiday. I like to pick a random national holiday of the day. I use nationaltoday.com. The very first one that came up today was National Tooth Fairy Day. And again, I see a maybe it's a really abstract related theme here, um, but I do see a, a slight connection here with the the main topic we'll get to. But I want us all to think about this meme that I saw. Um, the meme is a screenshot from a post written by Dana uh, Dana Schwartz. I do not know who this Dana Schwartz is. I do not know if this meme was um, photoshopped or or tampered at you know, in any way, so take it with a grain of salt. The, the, the concept still stands, in my opinion. So she wrote about the tooth fairy, kids putting their teeth under their pillows is the most occultist, and I'm, I'm going to swear here, is the most occultish shit in the world. Yes, yes, child, put the discarded bone under your pillow. If you are lucky, the tiny demon will come and make her purchase. Sell your bones for riches, my child. Your youth will be spent soon. When you think about the tooth fairy like that, it's pretty messed up. And yet we lie to our children, you know, for this, for this concept. We're literally teaching by teaching the concept of this make-believe tooth fairy So we need to sell our bodies. We need to sell our souls, a part of us, not really our souls. That's a little extreme, but it's it's a grab, but um, an extension of the concept. We need to sell a part of ourselves or sacrifice a part of ourselves for riches, for success, for life. Is that not the definition of like slavery and servitude? We need to get out of this concept of of lack of slavery and servitude and get into the concept of abundance and just really start thinking about what we're teaching our kids. There's a whole host of things. I mean, first of all, stop lying to your kids. Um, for a lot of Christians, they've stopped, um, you know, having their kids believe in Santa Claus. They've stopped having their kids uh, talk about, you know, do anything with the Easter bunny. And the reason is these are made up fake creatures or, or entities, beings. Why would we lie to our kids when we are trying to teach our kids integrity? We're trying to teach them to tell the truth. And yet we 
go and turn around and lie to them about something. How many kids, when they find out that Santa's not real, and I probably should add in a disclaimer, but I'm not going to because I'm not going to sugarcoat this one today. <laughs> How many kids end up really upset, really disappointed, or angry that Santa's not real? That the Tooth Fairy's not real? That the Easter Bunny's not real? And before y'all come at me that it's all fun and games or they need to toughen up, here's the deeper lesson that you're teaching your kids then it's okay to lie for fun. It's okay to lie for the benefit of a person. Newsflash, especially Christians, it's never okay to lie. All right? Never okay to lie. If we need to lie to our kids to get compliance, if we need to lie to our kids to get some reprieve, we might have some deeper lessons we as parents need to be learning to connect with our kids and get them to understand things without needing to lie to them to keep things calm and happy. <laughs> Another piece of it is integrity. And this ties into the concept of parents telling their kids, do as I say, not as I do. Especially if you see a parent that smokes or drinks or swears slash cusses around their children. Another news flash. that's gonna be my word of the day. Kids learn by observing. They are very impulsive by nature, by design. It's on purpose that kids were meant to learn by watching and observing, not by listening, which is why the public school education system of sit down, shut up, and do your worksheet has never and will never work. It's literally training kids to turn off their brains and just be force-fed information without being able to think critically or rationally or use logic about what they're being taught. If we want to be raising critical thinkers and people of integrity and truth and honesty and righteousness and acting in truth with a capital T, we got to stop lying to our kids. So as parents, I'm going to invite you guys no more of this do as I say, not as I do baloney. Because kids are monkey see, monkey do. We need to upgrade what we are doing and how we are acting. Let's use integrity. Let's give our kids the best possible example of being a good human and what being a citizen of the kingdom of God really looks like. Not just good enough to get by or good enough for who it's for. That is old, antiquated mindset, and we are capable of upgrading that. So let's upgrade it. Things, teaching things like the Tooth Fairy and Santa and the Easter Bunny also breaks down trust. Because if my parents lied to me about those things, what else might they be lying to me about? It breaks down trust. And we also teach our kids that whole, you know, boy who cried wolf story. If we don't want our kids to be like that, we need to not be like that ourselves. It's not innocent. It's not fun and games. It actually is teaching bad lessons to our kids at a deeper level. We also want to teach our kids about accountability. How can we show ourselves as accountable to our kids when we 
lie to them. When we make up stories and leave them on for years and then one day tell them all of it was a lie. It's not right for our kids and it's not right for the next generation. Let's stop these fairy tales. Telling a fun story, making sure the kids know that it's not real, that it's, it's make-believe, that's one thing. But as we look at raising, again, kids with integrity, kids that are accountable to their word and their actions, we must also be accountable to our words and our actions. So today I'm kind of anti-holiday, <laughs> but for a good reason. Um, man, that was a long rant, but it, I feel like it needed to happen. I am, it's something I've been really passionate about for so long, especially as a parent, but even before being a parent, being able to see how the way we communicate influences others' perspectives of us. And I'm not talking about putting on a good show so people like us. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about being people of integrity and trustworthiness, you know, the spirit, all that good stuff. If we start out by these little lies, we're going to start losing trust. So that's, that's kind of my rant about that. Do with it what you will. Um, just know that, you know, maybe think twice about, about these little fairy tale things when we do them. All right, today's topic of the day is about what's coming down the pipe very quickly. Um, some have predicted that lockdowns and mandates will start happening mid-September. Some have already seen that their hospitals and possibly even colleges are starting to re-implement COVID lockdowns and tracing, etc. So I want to share a couple of resources on this. Um, I think what I'll do is I'll share probably the first resource, discuss it, and then we will cut to a commercial break before moving on to segment two with more of, of the stuff, of what's coming down the pipe. So I'm going to add a disclaimer. Personally, I am not an Alex Jones fan. I have not been for so long. I don't even remember why I'm not a big fan. It is what it is. Maybe you love him. Maybe you hate him and you think he's so not credible. I'm somewhere in the middle. I'm just not a fan. All right. So I will say this is not the only resource. This is just the main resource that things are coming from. So I'm going to say this carefully. Allegedly, Alex Jones received insider information that mid-September through at least December, the mandates and the COVID restrictions were coming back. The lockdowns were coming back full force. I have heard this from a couple different resources. I have also personally seen people on social media sharing their hospital or their neighboring hospital policies being updated. So I do believe that this is happening. I've also seen talk more mainstream that there's a supposed 
uh, variant of the virus up in Canada or some other places that's the worst they've seen yet. I call bull spit on that nonsense. But anyways, so if you go to Infowars.com, this link that I'm reading right now or, or getting some stuff from, it's called It's Really Happening, Mask Mandates, Contact Tracing, re-implemented at colleges slash offices or comma offices. It says there are reports circulating. Oh, and the article is by, let me check quick, by Steve Watson. It was posted today at 7 a.m. So this is very recent. It says there are reports circulating that colleges and offices are beginning to reinstate COVID mask mandates and contact tracing despite no new cases of the virus being reported. Uh, the Atlanta Journal uh, Journal Constitution reported on Monday that Morris Brown College, a private black liberal arts college, has reinstated the measures as a part of a precautionary step. And they do have a screenshot of a letter from that college discussing about these these protocols being put back. It discusses mask wearing and large gatherings, physical distancing, isolation, quarantine, contact tracing, symptom monitoring. Let me, oh, that takes me to a different link. Let me scroll down here. Um, And regular hand washing and sanitation. This is bonkers, you guys. Absolutely bonkers. Not, Not the validity of the post and the content. Just the fact that it's happening. The more that people continue to comply, the more that they're going to continue to do this. We need to stop complying. We need to recognize what our rights and liberties are and stand firm on them. Government's job is not to protect us from ourselves. It is not to protect us from perceived um, uh, perceived evils, perceived harm in any way. It is not their job. We need to hold them accountable for what their job is and hold them to only that. Um, All right. So one of the other things that I saw backing this up, I'm from Wisconsin. And so last night I was flipping the channels and WEAU news came on and I caught one of their, one of their reports. This one's called vaccine recommendations ahead of flu season. You guys, this was a freaking clown show. It was a circus show. It was straight up comedy for those of us who are awake. And I'll tell you why. As I was watching this news report, not once but twice, I saw them and their supposed uh, nurse or, or practitioner who can administer shots going to give a shot and all of a sudden the needle disappeared and on in another clip, there wasn't even a needle or any liquid in the syringe at all. And I know this because in that clip, the administrator accidentally flicked the syringe away from the person's arm and there was no needle and no liquid. It had already been, um, uh, what is it called, depressed when you, when you push the thing down on the syringe. I'm a little flustered, so my terminology is all of a sudden out the window. But anyways, 
on on the news. This is what's really happening, and people are buying this hook, line, and sinker. Call it out. So if you want the WEAU's um, video, because I, I watched it in person live, it's, let's see, www.weau.com backslash 2023 backslash 08, another backslash 21, backslash. Uh, backslash vaccine hyphen recommendations hyphen ahead hyphen flu hyphen season. (laughs) I hate trying to read websites. If you just type in W uh, on Facebook or a web search, WEAU vaccine recommendations ahead of flu season, you will find it. Watch the video, share it with people and point out where I'm talking. These needles are disappearing, you guys. They're not really administering stuff. It's all smoke and mirrors. It's a scam, and first of all, the news should not even be telling people what they should or should not be putting in their bodies, especially not a toxic brew, and especially not having having supposed medical professionals recommending to get them at the same time, just in different arms. It's just straight up bogus. But anyways, this is what's this is what's happening, you guys. And it's probably been happening since way before in fact I know I know it has. It's been happening since way before twenty twenty. It's just that twenty twenty was so obvious it forced us to really wake up to a lot of what was happening. All right, we're going to cut to a commercial break here, and when we come back, we will continue on this topic and kind of expand on what we might be looking forward to, in sarcasm, what we might be looking forward to come fall uh, and also next year being election year. So I'm going to mute myself, and we will go to commercial. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time, for the Living with Freedom show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time, that is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time, as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. 
Hey everyone, come check out the Proof Negative Radio Show here on FreedomizerRadio.com Monday through Thursday, 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. on the Pacific Coast as we fight the New World Order and rock the health freedom world together. All right, and because we are talking so much about what is lawful and not lawful today and helping remind people what's coming down the pipeline, what our rights actually are, the last commercial of the day, and I apologize, the dogs are barking because there's um, fire trucks going by. (laughs) There they are. Um, For anyone interested, I just saw Tinker go by and Engine 1, so that's fun. (laughs) Hopefully we don't have a whole lot more, but... I don't know where this fire is, so we might have the neighboring town come through, too. Anyways, that's a fun little distraction, I guess. Anyways, I am going to highly, highly recommend, and you've, if you've tuned in before, you've heard me recommend it before, the How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer course. When taking back your rights, don't leave the biggest part in the hands of someone who isn't even going to fight for you and your rights. How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer does just that. Dr. Graves teaches you what he's learned, and he's, he's been a lawyer for longer than I've been alive. He teaches you what he's learned over his many years as a lawyer so that you can protect and defend your rights yourself. And if you're not sure what I'm talking about, any lawyer who is a bar association attorney who is licensed through the bar is part of the good old boys club. We've heard this, but what does that mean? It means that their first oath, their first loyalty, is really to the court. Their second oath is to statutory law slash the state. And then finally, it's down to you and your rights. And even when they actually get to you and your rights, they don't actually fight for you. Because they're part of the system, they create basically a settlement that's a a lose-lose. Both parties lose. The government wins. The courts win and they get money. So when it comes to defending and asserting your rights and liberties, first, read the Constitution of the United States of America. Second, read the Constitution of your state. Yes, every state has its own Constitution. And then third, take this How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer course. He will teach you not only the processes of the of the court system he also shows you or teaches you how to find the rules of procedure the rules of evidence so that you can use the rules to make sure that you get justice and that you protect and maintain your rights and liberties to access the how to win in court uh, course go to howtowinincourt.com question mark refer code equals sh0024 i'll share that in the show comments one of these days i will also create a better referral link (laughs) so for the time being that's what it is the refer code is sh0024 all right to continue with the topic of the day for those just tuning in we recapped um uh, to recap for you we talked about the lockdowns that are coming. Um, And there is proof, if you look all over social media, from hospitals re-implementing COVID mandates and policies and protocols 
to universities and colleges. And whether or not you're an Alex Jones fan, whether or not you like InfoWars, this is the particular resource I'm choosing to share, but there are more. There are others. They are on this link called, let's see, it's really happening, Mask Mandates Contact Tracing, re-implemented at colleges and offices. They share a screenshot from Twitter from Morris Brown College re-implementing protocols, including mask wearing, physical distancing, um, stuff about large gatherings, isolation, quarantine, contact tracing, etc. And my job today is to help you guys know and understand that mandates are not laws. Mandates are rules for government employees. So maybe they apply to the people who work at the university. But here's, and this is where I made a note earlier to talk about public accommodation laws. Thanks to, but also because of, public accommodation laws, if a business or an entity is open for public accommodation, they must comply with public accommodation laws, which includes exemptions from any rules due to philosophical or religious and medical reasons. All of those exemptions are in place. This is a federal thing, and I'm sure it's in place wide too, but I'm not going to pull up the policy or the, the laws in every single state. It's also a bit of a detriment because if you're open for public accommodation, they also expect that you comply with public uh, or, or with the public domain laws. Sadly, they believe, they as in the government and, you know, the agencies and organizations, they unfortunately believe that mandates are laws and can be, can be enforced as such. If you want to avoid this for your business, please reach out to me via my email, livingwithfreedom at protonmail.com. Proton as in like electrons, protons. So it's livingwithfreedom at protonmail.com. If you have a business, whether it's a sole proprietorship, an LLC, an S-Corp, a C-Corp, any of them, if you have a business and you do not want to be dealing with these rules and regulations again, these mandates ever again, please reach out. We will get you dissolved of your incorporation, which makes you your business a creature of the state. And what we will do is reestablish or, or really establish a new entity in the private domain that's unincorporated so you retain the control and then you get to do business as you see fit with the members of your association. I've been working doing this since roughly 2020, creating my own and also helping others create theirs. Um, what I help do is I provide education and I also help draft the documents. So if this is something that's of interest to you to protect your business, whether you currently have one or you're looking to get one, whether it's brick and mortar or at home or online, let me know so we can get you hooked up so you can avoid this nonsense and you can stand firm on your rights and your liberties because you're not open for public accommodation. Membership in your private association does not have to be difficult. 
It can be free or you can have paid membership. It can be implied consent with a sign on the door or a disclaimer on the website or the required filling out of member application. There are so many different flavors of what this looks like and we can work to see what matches your needs. But that's, that's something I want to offer you guys because this is so vital and so important. Um, what I'm going to offer now too is if you contact me letting me know that you heard about PMAs and you want to get a PMA because of listening to this radio show, I will offer a $100 discount to get your PMA. So all you have to do is mention Living With Freedom radio show. Um, at some point, I will probably create an actual like, referral code, but for now, just mention that you heard about it on the radio show. Um, let's get talking and let's get you set up, protecting your rights. So we've talked about the InfoWars uh, prior to the commercial break. I also shared some of my local news and their circus show about um, recommendations for the shops. And now we're going to move over to theweek.com. COVID lock or COVID mandates and lockdowns are not the only uh, projected or or I can't think of the word. It's not prophecy. <laughs> um, basically, telling of the plan. Essentially, there had a had the word. Anyways, projecting of what's coming down the pipeline. Other theories, other other whistleblowers, etc., have shared that lockdowns may also start to happen because of this supposed climate emergency declaration. There's different names for it. Some are calling it a global <coughs> climate change lockdown. There's a couple different names circulating. So I just did a basic web search on um, like climate change lockdown. I think is what I searched <clears throat> and the week.com talks about why uh, the article is called why Biden is hedging on a climate emergency declaration. The subtitle says the difference between proclaiming an official climate emergency in practice and in actuality is more than just re uh, rhetorical hair splitting. Um, this article is by Rafi Sh uh, Schwartz. Oh, that's funny that I have, two different things quoted by a Schwartz person. Probably no relation, but it's just kind of funny. It's talking about how it says President Biden bemoaned the existential threat to humanity posed by climate change, highlighting the significant progress his administration has made in addressing the challenge, even as he acknowledged the United States' leading role in, in the world's carbon emissions for a time, etc. I'm not even going to continue reading it because I just, my brain kind of shuts off when I see this global climate change nonsense and our supposed influence on it. If you get outside of mainstream media, you will see plenty of researchers, of scientists sharing actual research that shows that Humans do not really 
impact that much in terms of the climate change and the temperature. No, granted, yeah, we should not be uh, clear-cutting forests. Um, we should not be demolishing the jungle and the rainforest and thus um, basically exterminating species. Absolutely not. I'm not saying we need to just use, use, use without being conscious uh, about sustainability. Absolutely not. I like clean water just as much as the next person. Um, I have have gone outside and hugged a tree, grateful for the oxygen it provides me. <laughs> but I am not to what some people call a tree hugger on the other side. Um, I do believe the earth was created to regenerate. And I do believe that things like volcanoes and forest fires create way more of the harmful gases like methane, etc., than we with our farms will ever cause. And I can kind of prove it to you. <clears throat> I used to study meteorology in college. It was what I wanted to do. I wanted to be either the weather girl on TV or a storm chaser or both, like Reed Timmer style weather chaser, right? So I only studied about two years of meteorology because the program, the accredited program I was a part of required calculus and physics. And frankly, my brain just does not comprehend those things. I had a situation in early elementary school that kind of stunted my math and science brain, which is really unfortunate because I find the topic of weather incredibly fascinating, um, but I digress. <laughs> One, actually, I think it was two of my college professors in this program, they did not explicitly say this, but they said it in a way that you knew what they meant. There is no way that humans could influence weather in terms of, you know, pollution and things like that. They also explained that weather modification by certain um, patented technology has been attempted for decades. And they, they said to this extent that we're not allowed to tell you that anything has been successful thus far. They said it almost verbatim that way, that we're not allowed to tell you, blah, blah, blah. Most of my classmates probably did not catch it, but somehow I did. And I thought it was really interesting that they said they weren't allowed to teach us that anything had been successful for weather modification. Anyone who's a freedom fighter and liberty lover who's awake to all of this stuff is probably familiar with all of the chemtrails and such. There are patents out there for a lot of this kind of stuff, including unrelated weather stuff that happened in a, a certain Hawaiian island. I'm not going to get into that one today. That's that's a heavy topic that I just, I'm not going to go down that rabbit hole today. Maybe someday I will, but <clears throat> that is probably going to be a whole radio show on its own, so... Anyways, something else that I learned from meteorology that I actually was able to dispel some myths from that Inconvenient Truth, quote-unquote, documentary from Al Gore. The way our Earth works is that the ozone layer naturally has holes that open and close to release latent heat. 
what is latent heat? It is heat that is created here on Earth, either from the sun or from the Earth's, you know, radiation of heat from its core. And if these holes did not open and close to release that heat, the Earth, all of us in it, would basically boil and burn and incinerate. So the Earth created its own air conditioning system by letting this heat out through escape holes. That's what the ozone layer does. If if we were breaking down the ozone layer with our, um, oh, I forgot the acronym, but our aerosols and things like that, the Earth's temperature would actually be cooling and we would be entering a mini ice age. But it's not. And actually, since the whole Al Gore thing alone, the Earth has gone through a couple warming and cooling, like mini micro warming and cooling phases. None of what they're saying is true. They nitpicked, they handpicked a select set of data to fit their narrative. But if you go back in geology, you will know. Like all of us studied in school, even public domain school, about ice ages and, you know, warming periods and the ice age melting and all of that stuff. Earth naturally goes through these cycles. Just like we have seasons, we have four seasons a year. The Earth has more macro seasons by having these warming and cooling stages. And they have nothing to do with what humans are doing. Nothing at all. So anyone who is still quoting an inconvenient truth, basically take that and shove it. (laughs) I was actually a senior in high school taking my first meteorology course online when our Spanish teacher of all people during the last week of school played us the Inconvenient Truth documentary and I say documentary in jest it's not real it's bogus so anyway I start ripping this documentary apart to shreds and I'm a good student or I was a good student. I never got sent to the principal's office for misbehavior. I never got sent to what we called the happy box for in-school detention. And there's more sirens. What is going on today? I have no idea because that was a sheriff. <laughs> That's a lot of activity for a little town of 500 people. Um, so, anyways, that's my entertainment. <laughs> anyways I was a good student I never got in school or out of school suspension I never got sent to the principal's office and then this day during my last week of senior year happened if there had been more time during the class period my Spanish teacher would have sent me to the office for talking back and basically talking down about her beloved documentary that she was showing us and you guys as a senior in high school It's really intimidating to stand up against your teachers. And that was sort of the beginning of my rebel with a cause spirit. That's when I noticed it starting to show. And we need to start having that. Be a rebel with a cause. Don't just be a rebel to be a rebel. You have to have a cause. You have to have a purpose. And you have to have, you know, a God-given purpose. You have to know what you're fighting for, not just what you're fighting against. So anyways, I want you guys to know that this whole global climate change lockdown also is freaking bogus. 
<laughs> Before we get into the last part here, um, I think what I'll do is cut early to a commercial break, and then we will wrap up and also give a preview of next week's call. Um, yeah, I'm only about five minutes early for the next commercial. So what we're going to do is do that again as I hmm, excuse me, as I ended the last commercial break. I'm going to start it with this one. Please consider taking the How to Win in Court Without a Lawyer course. It has been instrumental in me starting to stand firm on my rights and my liberties. You can use this in any legal or or court-based situation. With any challenge, you can use what you're learning in this course, whether it's criminal court, civil court, or family law, or something completely different. You can learn these tools, you can use these tools and resources that Dr. Graves provides for any situation that you might face, especially in the face of these lockdowns coming back again. So if you want to access that course, please go to howtowinincourt.com, question mark refer code equals SH0024. Hello Freedomizers, I am Broccoli Man. When I am not fighting crime, I listen to the Proof Negative radio show. I am the Wire Ripper. Not only do I forbid you to listen to Freedomizer radio and the Proof Negative radio show, I am going to demand you wear a mask and get your naked body scan. We need to protect the One World Government. You getting the real information hurts a crime syndicate. Do not listen to Proof Negative. You must now disrobe this instant so I can check your person for a constitutional cash money. Anyway, listen to Proof Negative on Freedomizer Radio. Weeknights 9 p.m. to midnight Eastern. 6 to 9 p.m. Pacific Time. Freedomizerradio.com We talk a lot about the kingdom here, and we talk a lot about what most churches are afraid to talk about or don't even know to talk about, which is what the first century church was really doing. But just talking about it is not enough. We encourage everybody to join us uh, in their local neighborhoods, in their local communities, to find out more about what they can do to seek the kingdom of God and His righteousness gather with others who are already starting this road or starting to turn around and do things differently. Join us on thelivingnetwork.org or at hisholychurch.org. Go to the network links or go to preparingyou.com. Join the network there. It's all the same. And we'll try to hook you up with people in your local area. They will not be perfect. They don't walk on water. They are not necessarily saints. But they are talking about seeking the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And join us on Facebook. Facebook.com, His Holy Church, all one word. Join us there. We'll give you updates so you can start doing some studying and thinking about these things and start looking into these things for yourselves. But it's just not enough to sit and listen or to talk about or to say. You must become a doer of the word.
Please check out the Barefoot is Legal radio show right here on Saturdays, 1.30 p.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern Time. That is 10.30 a.m. to noon Pacific Time as we show you all about your barefoot rights and living a barefoot lifestyle. And for more information about the 501c3 nonprofit Barefoot is Legal, please check out barefootislegal.org. Looking for something different? Looking for something fun? Join Dan every Monday on the Freedomizer Network, 9 to 10.30 Pacific, noon to 1.30 Eastern, for Common Sense with the educated redneck, Dan Ellison. The show about everything and nothing at all. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever and whenever you're tuning in from, my fellow Liberty Lovers. This is Amber S. from Living with Freedom Ministries, reminding you to tune in on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific Time, for the Living with Freedom Show, where we'll embrace what living with freedom can look like physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, and in everyday life. That's 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific, here on Freedomizer Radio. And for those who want to learn more about PMAs without um, reaching out uh, with an inquiry, I also have a 10-minute introduction video as well as a full 25-minute webinar on PMAs so you can learn a little bit more about it before we even start a conversation. To access those videos, please visit go.livingwithfreedom.org backslash PMA go.livingwithfreedom.org backslash PMA. And I'll share how fulfilling your God-given purpose and serving others is your simple path to protecting your rights. All right, we are already on segment three. Today has absolutely flown by. Uh, we covered in the first segment the word of the day, with, which is, let me go back to it for pronunciation purposes, It's abjuration, A-B-J-U-R-A-T-I-O-N, which is a renunciation or abandonment by or upon oath. We talked about um, today being the National Tooth Fairy Day and why I actually don't encourage celebrating it. I was rather passionate and fiery, but it really boils down to um, integrity, trust, and speaking truth as well as integrity. And then we've also talked about uh, things coming down the pipeline starting in about mid-September. Some of them are coming down sooner. There are colleges and offices and hospitals already starting to re-implement COVID uh, protocols and, and mandates and lockdowns. And we need to be aware of what's going on so we can help raise awareness, open eyes before it all happens, and show people that Yes, these things can't be predicted. Yes, these things are planned ahead of time. No, we do not be a, need to be afraid of the fear porn. And no, we do not need to succumb or comply with inserting the arm liquid filled with a toxic brew to, to retain our rights. Speaking of that, I wanted to share a couple of resources. For those who want to learn 
more about the history behind all shots as well as what's in them, I am going to read basically the list of resources that I have in print and on video. I have a ton more in digital content. Um, that would I would literally need to just create a PDF of all of the names. So I just took a picture of my little bookcase that has some of them. Dissolving Illusions by Suzanne Humphreys, Miller's Review of Critical Vaccine Studies, The ICANN versus HHS, The Great Vaccine Debate. What's this one called? Childhood Vaccination, Questions All Parents Should Ask. If you are a parent and you are trying to get your pediatrician off of your back and stop, which I don't even recommend using a pediatrician, just Either use a chiropractor, a naturopath of some type, or um, just stop going. It's just, you know, vaccine pushers. But anyways, if you want to get them off your back, ask them the questions in this book. They won't be able to answer the questions. I've tried it. Um, There's a book called Stop Autism Now by Dr. Bruce Fife, who also has a plethora of other resources on coconut oil and the benefits of that. Um, There's Bought. B-O-U-G-H-T, which is a documentary. The People's Truth, which is another documentary. This is another book, Confessions of a Medical Heretic by uh, Mendelssohn. And Mendelssohn is M-E-N-D-E-L-S-O-H-N. There's How to End the Autism Epidemic by Handley. There's the HPV Vaccine on Trial. There's... um, Oh, Robert S. Mendelssohn, again, How to Raise a Healthy Child in Spite of Your Doctor. He is, he is a, uh, a spitfire. He is very sassy and very outspoken. I appreciate his work. There's also Samarisol, Let's Science Speak by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. There is, I think it's called Parents Truth. I can't quite read that one, so I'm going to skip that one. There's also The Truth About Vaccines, which is a docu-series. And then Viral and Retroviral Summit Transcripts. I have so many more. Um, There are some awesome people who have put together binders of resources, including case studies and research on these things. If you want a written list of that information. Also, shoot me an email at livingwithfreedom at protonmail.com. I will put together a PDF of the plethora of resources where you can either purchase or download and see for yourself the history behind these pokes, what's in them, and what, what the ingredients do in your body. It's it's a poop show. We'll put it that way. I don't like to cuss, um, especially not on recorded things, but it's a poop show. We'll just put it that way. So those are the resources for the medical crackdowns. If you are in need of a exception letter, there are also a couple of resources. Those I will re- um, retain for a personal reach out. If you need a religious exception letter or a philosophical exception letter if you need a medical exception for pokes or for masks or for any mandates 
please reach out to me at livingwithfreedom at protonmail.com. Put it with whatever you reach out to me for, any of the things we've talked about today, please make sure you put in the subject line very clearly what you're looking for. I get a ton of emails specifically about PMAs, private member associations. So I want to be able to keep organized who I'm getting communications from and what for so I can make sure that I get you what you need and what you're looking for. So just be really clear in the subject line what you need from me. All right, that being said, um, let's go on in the last section. We're going to continue on with the topic of this climate change lockdown. I want to remind people of a few things that they're talking about in regard to clean energy and kind of drop some truth bombs on this concept. When we're looking at clean energy, a lot of it is not only myth, but flat out lie and deceit. Let's talk about all these electric cars to start with, the Tesla cars and any of the other electric cars. Did you know that these car batteries are not recyclable? They basically go to like a battery graveyard, a land a landfill, leaking then, leaching these toxic, toxic ingredients and chemicals into our water table. It's just all around bad. So besides the fact that these are not recyclable, they are full of very harmful, toxic ingredients. There have been cases of vehicles in car crashes or the batteries overheating or something exploding in in some way. And the placement or just the structure of the battery makes it so that firefighters are not able to extinguish the battery. People have died because of these things. Not to mention the long-term exposure effects. It's just a really bad idea. The last thing I want to mention about these batteries is that the the ingredients, <laughs> the chemicals and the components used to make and inside of these batteries The mining practices are horrendous. This is not ethically fair trade style mining. These countries to get the lithium and some of the other, you know, components, they're using child labor. Children are sick and dying to extract this for this perceived job. It's literally slavery and servitude. How how about them apples, you know, for your for your beloved electric car that's supposedly clean? I saw another report that something like it would take you 10 years of having your electric car and hopefully your battery lasting that long. It would take you something like 10 years to offset the carbon footprint it took to make your battery to actually start to get environmental benefit from it versus traditional fossil fuel. 10 years, you guys. Honestly, I mean, us freedom fighters, we're a different breed, but honestly, who in the world today even keeps their vehicle around for 10 years? Virtually nobody anymore. They want to trade it in, upgrade for a newer model. Um, You know, not even insurance companies, they're willing to total your vehicle 
rather than actually give you a decent payout for repairs. It's just laughable how they tout this stuff. The other thing is um, we know that there's an energy crisis. There's a shortage of electricity. How, and then most of us have heard this argument, so I'm not even sure why I'm bringing it up, but how do we justify adding more burden on the electrical grid when there's already an overload on the system? Tell me the logic here. The other thing that people fail to recognize, most truthers and freedom fighters recognize this, but where is the electricity coming from? It's not just magically there. They're not using Tesla towers if those are even real and work. And I'm not being trying to be a skeptic, but if Tesla towers were really so awesome and so so powerful, somebody would be using them and more word would be getting out about them. I'd love to be proven wrong. I would love to see one in action personally. I've heard that there's one in Texas. I cannot confirm nor deny it. But outside of a freaking Tesla tower, that electricity is coming from some source. And that source is not sustainable. It is not self-sustaining. Whether it's coming from coal, which is one of those like fossil fuels, basically. It's, it's coming from the earth. It's an expendable resource. Whether it's wind turbines. Those things are also not recyclable. There are images that you can find on a basic web search of the components or the, the, the blades of a wind turbine in essentially a wind turbine graveyard. It's not recyclable. You can't reuse them. You can't turn it into something else. Once they're done, they're done, and they just sit there and rot. And they don't even rot. They just sit there. If you're using um, hydro, are the components of that hydroelectricity actually sustainable or are those so chemically produced that it would take so many years to offset the carbon footprint of those two? We need to stop relying on the government to tell us how to be more sustainable. I know someone who's got a 85 Dodge Daytona that gets like 38 to 40 or more miles per gallon from 1985. They're intentionally blocking this technology. When, if that technology was available in the 80s, we should be getting a lot better mileage now. We could also be recycling a lot more, um, you know, vegetable oils and used oils in our vehicles. A lot of college campuses use recycled cooking oil for their fuel. Why are we not doing this? It is a bogus um, issue, you guys. They're intentionally creating this catch-22 dilemma when there are more than two options available. It's more than just the, their quote-unquote clean energy versus fossil fuels. So just, just know that and know that that's something we need to be fighting. Whew, that was heavy. I should have waited on the commercial break. <laughs> All right, I'm going to sort of circle back to what this all means for us. With these lockdowns coming down the pipeline, and they are coming because we know things always happen leading up to a big election. There's a few things to keep in mind. One, 
This is all fabricated and it's all a plan. It's a plan to push mail-in ballots. It's a push to keep things so skewed and so obscure that we can't keep track of it. We can't trace it. And by it, I'm talking about like elections and things like that. Um, you know, focusing on election integrity. There are so many things that were not constitutional about how things have gone down the last many years. We need to be stepping up. We need to know what the rules are supposed to be and being election, um, uh, I can't think of the word, supervisors, basically, where you oversee, you know, um, you guys, we cannot just sit back and watch the show and expect some white knight savior on a horse, whatever, to come rescue us. We need to step up and rescue ourselves. So that's the first thing, knowing that this is all fabricated on purpose. Second thing, know that there is this agenda that is intentionally trying to suppress us, trying to minimize the population by any means necessary. Do you realize that people who deal with chronic stress also have a higher death rate from heart issues and heart attacks, things like that, than those who do not deal with chronic daily stress. So we're not only not just facing, no, let me reword that. That was not grammatically good. (laughs) We're not only facing this man-made health threat. We're also facing secondary health threats by the stress and toxicity involved in all of this division, all of this fear porn. We need to do everything we can to sustain our health and wellness within and for ourselves, which is so much of why I'm so passionate about this on the radio show and why I focused so much of it on that topic this month because it's National Wellness Month. Whether you do guided breathing or yoga or meditation or are a runner, whatever your flavor of of wellness and supporting well-being is, make sure that you're setting aside time for this stuff. If you work for somebody else other than yourself or what you do involves going in the public a lot, or if you have kids who are still going to public school because you're a single parent and you work in two or three jobs, whatever. Know that because of public accommodation laws and our first, or or basically our, our constitutional rights, there are exceptions and exemptions available to you. It is not hopeless. Even in California, yes, it's an uphill battle trying to enforce these rights and liberties. Yes, it's, it's basically become tyranny out there. But it's something that you really need to know that you do have rights and liberties on. Um, That being said, in addition to that how to win in court without a lawyer course that I referenced a couple times today, please make sure, and I, I mentioned a couple of these earlier, but please make sure that you read and understand the Constitution of the United States of America. Please read and make sure you understand your state constitution and the state constitution of anywhere you might be going. I split my time between Minnesota and Wisconsin, 
So I have to know, or I, I choose to know, my rights for both of those states according to their state constitutions. And last but not least, please know your third constitution, which is your Bible, your sacred text. Anyone who believes in God, you should know that you're a kingdom of the citizen of heaven. We are ambassadors here on earth. And as ambassadors, we need to know our rules to live by, which is our Bible. I'll admit, I'm I'm in my mid-30s, and up to this point, I had never been really interested or or encouraged to read my Bible front to back and, you know, read its full contents in its full context. And partly because so many church leaders and pastors are taught to nitpick or chicken pick, um, you know, specific verses to create the story rather than reading an entire story in context in the Bible, teaching what the context of that story was, and then focusing on what it means for us today or how we can learn from it. Right now I'm in the middle of Joel and (laughs) I actually finished Joel and I'm into Amos now. Uh, The Joel verses, though, that really caught my attention for today are Joel 3 3 and 3.16. 3.3 says, They cast lots for my people and traded boys for prostitutes. They sold girls for wine that they might drink. And 3.16 says, The Lord will roar from Zion and thunder from Jerusalem. The earth and the sky will tremble. But the Lord will be a refuge for his people, a stronghold for the people of Israel. And something fascinating that I that I noticed reading these verses today is in every book of the Bible, if not every chapter, definitely every book though, you'll see you'll see this um problem solution type setup. You'll see that there was misbehavior that requires punishment. And discipline. And then you'll also see the solution, what the punishment was, and also God's love and grace and compassion in those who turn back and, you know, turn back to Him and repent. Those who are willing to relearn what they should have known all along, or did know all along and and chose not to obey and comply with. And you know, turn back around and relearn and refocus. That's what we can and should be doing as citizens of the kingdom of heaven here on earth as ambassadors for everyone. But I thought it was really interesting and very encouraging that, yes, God was very angry in this section about the misbehavior and disrespect happening and still have compassion enough to be a refuge for his people. For those who returned to God, um, maintained love and justice, and waited for God. Um, You know, acknowledging that there are no other gods before the big G-O-D. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty fascinating and, and pretty interesting and very encouraging. Especially right now, these days, we need all the encouragement we can get. So earlier this month, I encourage listeners 
to start a daily practice of just reading the Bible. Whether or not you are a believer in God, I I find it fascinating to study things of various religions just to get an idea of how people think and what they believe. Because that's the best way we can create connections to know and understand. It doesn't mean we need to agree. But it is helpful to know and understand. But when we put ourselves in an echo chamber of only like-minded individuals, we'll never be able to reach those who haven't heard truth with a capital T. But the only way we can reach those people is to know where they're coming from, understand and listen so that they can feel heard and then also be willing to open and listen to what we have to share too. Um, it's a technique that I've, I've mentioned here before. It's feel, felt, found. They need to make, they need to know that you feel, that you understand how they feel. It's helpful for them to know that you have felt the same thing they have felt or similar things. And then you can share what you found, the truth, truth with a capital T. When we use that technique and that, that approach, it opens a lot of doors to, you know, to understanding and for people to really grasp what we are, you know, picking up what we're putting down. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure that I shared some of those things and just realized my counter is counting up instead of down. That's a little interesting. My other one is correct. So, anyways, <laughs> those are some words of encouragement. As a recap for today, what we discussed was first we covered uh, we first covered the word of the day, which is abjuration. A quick review of what that means is a renunciation or abandonment by or upon oath. It's basically uh, renouncing one citizenship or some other right or privilege. And the reason I share this one today is with these mandates coming, they will tell you that you don't have rights, that this is for the greater good. And that is a false you know, a false fact. It is misinformation intended to scare and, and create compliance where we should not be complying. Go back and listen to past radio shows that I've that I've done to learn more about how to take care of your own health. If you have specific questions, reach out because one of my other passions in life is learning about health and wellness in all four of our bodies. Um, if you've not heard that, that verb is before. Our four bodies are our physical body, mental body, emotional body, and spiritual body. We're made up of all these four components. And if we don't address one of them and one of them starts to become ill, it impacts all of the others. So we need to make sure that we still have emotional health and spiritual health to continue to enjoy physical health. Otherwise, our physical health will start to fall because we're not taking care of our emotional health or our spiritual health and and mental health, too. But that's just an example. Um, So because of that, make sure that you know that you have rights and they cannot stop you. They will try. That does not mean they should succeed. 
And it's up to us to stand on the front line and fight for those rights and defend them. Otherwise, they will continue to do these things because people don't stand up. I hope and I pray that more people, when these lockdowns start coming, and they will come, I hope and pray that we have the strength to stand up against it, to say no more. I will not comply with your your um, requests. Mandates are not a demand. They are not a requirement. And they are not meant for the citizens. They're meant for government workers. And then we also talked finally about... Um, just kind of wrap it up. We talked about the national holiday today being National Tooth Fairy Day and why I feel we should not be um, teaching or, or encouraging our kids to believe in the Tooth Fairy anymore due to its untrustworthiness in our parents. Um, and then we also talked about how COVID as well as these fake global climate change lockdowns are coming down and why this whole global climate change is a farce. Next week, we're going to be talking about Individual Rights Day, which happens to actually land on Tuesday on call day, on radio show day. The reason we're going to be talking about Individual Rights Day, besides it being the national holiday of the day, is it's honoring John Locke's birthday. So John Locke was born August 29th. And he is sort of one of the grandfathers of teaching about our individual rights and why they need to be protected. And here's a sneak peek. The right to not be offended is not an actual right. <laughs> we do not have a right to be, you know, protected from insult, protected from being offended. So next week I'm going to have my friend Sarah Pelliquin, um, I just shared her last name. I should have asked her if I if she wanted me doing that. I know she shared some of her resources for her ministry, so apologies. Normally, I refer to her by Sarah P. I'm going to have Sarah P. on the call next week as we talk about John Locke. She is one of my local friends. She is basically an expert on our founding fathers and framers, and so she's going to be sharing a lot about John Locke, where he came from, his philosophies, as well as helping me touch on what our individual rights really are. So I want you guys to stay tuned to that. And let's see. I am print, I'm going to check my phones because my uh, clocks on my computer and the timers are getting all sorts of messed up. <laughs> All right, we do have a few minutes, so I'm not going to quite wrap it up today until the time is up. You guys, I want to encourage you to become vocal. We don't have to be rude. We don't have to be a-holes. We can still be loving and kind and compassionate for our fellow humans, which is what they need. Yes, you can attract flies with vinegar, but you can attract a heck of a lot more with honey. People will shut down and stop listening if we try to approach things with anger and meanness. So we need to come at things with compassion and understanding. People will not listen to or buy things from someone they don't know, they don't like, or they don't trust. 
So when we build the know, like, and trust factors and create connection and actually caring about our fellow humans, that's where change is going to happen, you guys. So make sure in your circles, whether it's in your online community, whether it's in your local community, in your, in your town, village, city, or your county or your region, make sure that we're focused on commonalities focusing on retaining our rights and liberties and ditch all of the other nonsense, the drama, um, you know, whether there's conspiracies, whether there's, and I, I don't really believe in conspiracies anymore. I think they're all truth for the most part. Um, but let's get back to the heart of the issue, whether things are truth with a capital T or not, and, and making sure that it's important whether the earth is round or flat does not really impact the truth of what impacts us today. I know a lot of people are passionate about it on, on either side. But when it comes to living everyday life right now, it's not what matters. What matters is our rights and our liberties and how to assert and defend them. <laughs> so we need to stop letting these side tangents divide us. We need to stop letting the media divide us. And we need to stop letting the distractions, whether it's the media, whether it's these mandates, whether it's what politician you want to vote for. <laughs> we need to stop letting things divide us and start focusing on truth and constitutionalism. I just Is that a word? I just might have made up a new word. But focusing on whether things are constitutional or not, that's, that's what I'm getting at. If something is not constitutional, we need to ditch it. Marbury versus Madison, and I'm going to summarize, but any law repugnant to the Constitution is null and void, you guys. When we pair that with Hale versus Henkel that says no citizen owes any duty to the state or to his neighbor to disclose his private we have a powerhouse full of knowledge and information to defend our rights. The Constitution is not just a piece of history, a piece of paper. We can lean on that for our rights. That's why people say pleading the fifth. They're talking about the Fifth Amendment of the Constitution of the United States of America. What does the fifth even say? And in your state, what is the equivalent in your state constitution? and in the rules of court and procedure. Without knowing these things, we cannot defend and assert our rights. So we'll also talk next week more about what those rights are, how we can learn about them. But if you want to get a head start on what your rights and liberties are, please take a peek at uh, Sir William Blackstone's work. He's, in my opinion, the grandfather of really documenting and writing down what our natural God-given rights are. He did not give us our rights. He did not make up our rights. He just discovered and explored what they are and documented them. And that's why the Founding Fathers focus on the laws of nature and nature's God or having a faith in nature and nature's God because natural God-given rights are not given to us by man. They're given to us by a higher power, that created man. And when we focus on that hierarchy of law, 
we can truly get back to retaining our rights and liberties. All right. So what are our lessons today? Take the how to win in court without a lawyer course, (laughs) especially if you're looking at starting a PMA. But even if you're not, as things start to happen this fall, you're going to want the knowledge and information that that course has. You're also going to want to be able to lean on the Constitution and especially your Bill of Rights and know it's like the back of your hand. There's a website. uh, Is it wallbuilders.com? I'm going to try to find it super duper quick. Yeah, I think it's wallbuilders.com, and I'm going to go to the store, and where is it? Maybe it's not here. Anyways, I if I find it, I will share it. There is a website where you can find mini constitutions. They're called pocket constitutions. They not only contain the constitution, they also contain the, bill, or the um, Declaration of Independence. Another resource I highly recommend if you want to understand more about the original intent of that document is how to win in court without a lawyer. With that being said, thank you so much for tuning in today. And tune in every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Central, noon Pacific time for the Living with Freedom show on Freedomizer Radio. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. W Group. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.